Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Well, today on the WSN podcast, we're going to chat with both of our basketball guys, Norbert Durst and Mark Miller, talk a little bit about basketball playoffs. First with Norbert, we're going to talk about uh, kind of his reactions to the seeding that came out over the weekend. And then with Mark, we'll talk about kind of end of season, uh, regular season stuff coming up here and what he anticipates for the playoff show, playoff reveal show that he'll be a part of on Sunday. Get some more thoughts from both of them as well. Let's remind everybody out there, though, to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting Team, Kansas City Chiefs, World Champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and more. Well, again, we're going to get right in with the guys in just a second, get their thoughts on some of the seating items. Uh, as we talk about, we'll do a larger preview of the girls' basketball playoffs with Norbert next week, where we'll go through each division, talk about the favorites, some of the other contenders, some sleepers, players to watch, maybe some drop-down effect teams to keep an eye on. So keep an eye out, an ear out, for that early next week, probably, uh, probably Tuesday uh, for that. And then we'll also have a full playoff preview with Mark coming up uh, either later next week or early the following week, breaking down the same thing on the boys' side, looking at some of the favorites who were uh, who those guys are going to be uh, picking to get to and win state tournaments. Uh, so uh, again, more podcasts coming out with lots of detailed information from both Mark and Norbert. But... Let's get right in with Norbert here, jump into our interview with Norb, and uh, learn about some of the girls' basketball playoff coming up next week. All right, let's dive into it. We're going to bring on Norbert Durst, our girls' basketball expert and writer at Wisports.net, to talk a little bit about seeding specifically with the uh, girls' basketball playoff information coming out over the weekend uh, reveal show that Norbert was part of. Uh, just uh, to, to put it out there, we're going to do a bigger kind of post-season preview, breaking down divisions and Norbert's picks and, and all that good stuff uh, next week on Wisports.net. But today we're going to focus a little bit on the seeding reaction um, and, and maybe a little bit on, you know, what's what's left in the season. Obviously, a lot of teams are very close to the end, might only have one game left on the schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're moving into postseason time. So Norb, uh, first of all, reactions on being involved in that, uh, the reveal show that the WIA did along with uh, WKOW, you were in studio with Carly Murata, Luke Gamble, uh, show uh, that kind of expanded out of the football reveal show that they'd done the last couple of years. So your thoughts on the first year working with uh, with the show and with that group? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a fun time talking about, you know, the the teams and and some of those surprises and and, and just that initial reaction, because, you know, sometimes you, you'll get a, a few text messages during the show. I'm sure that you got as well, you know, like what's going on with these seeds and, you know, things like that. But I think that's the fun part. Anytime there's excitement, obviously, we'd like to 
to hit on the, the more positive things. But, you know, when we're talking about the computer seating, you know, everyone's got questions and there seems to be a lot of, you know, excitement, sometimes not so great. But, uh, you know, being a part of the show was definitely a fun time and an excitement for girls basketball across the state. Well, that's absolutely right. I think anytime that we have an hour devoted around the state of Wisconsin on multiple networks, talking about girls basketball specifically, that can only be a win for girls basketball in the state of Wisconsin, regardless of how seeds played out. Just the fact that it's on, that there's uh, you know investment from the WIAA, from the statewide television network, from uh, the great folks at WKOW. Uh, that is a, a great thing, and we were very happy to to have you involved as uh, as the expert in the state of Wisconsin, looking at and uh, in, in analyzing and reacting to some of the seeds and some of the teams, and uh, just making a, a good day out of it. But what we're going to talk about today is maybe some of those reactions and some of the the feedback that you got in in some of the complaints that coaches might have about the seeding process. And as a reminder for everybody out there, this is what is this third year, I think, officially of computer seeding um, started first in football has translated to, to basketball. We expect that it will continue to translate and grow with other coaches uh, groups in other sports asking for computer seeding. So a different process than obviously what it was for many years. I mean, maybe let's take a, a, a just a moment, Norb, for history lesson. But I mean, when I was in high school, the playoff uh, brackets were set before the season even started. We knew that my my junior year, you know, we were going to play Portage in the first round of the playoffs. And it didn't matter that we were 14 and six and they were 18 and two. We were playing in the first round of the playoffs. And then at some point, I can't remember the exact year, they uh, went to coach meetings where coaches in that regional or in that sectional, whatever the group was, would get together, argue their points of where they thought they should be seated. Everybody would vote. And really, that's where, you know, some of the consternation and problems came from that then, uh, you know, kind of brought up the idea of doing some kind of formula or automatic seating or computer seating to uh, kind of eliminate um, some of the, you know, the conference teams ganging up on each other or, or on other teams in their group, um, some of the manipulation of the votes that would happen, some of the hard feelings that would happen coming out of those meetings. And so that got us to where we are today. And so let's talk about today. I'll, I'll quit rambling. But, uh, Norb, I think the first thing that that people kind of noticed out of the seeds was um, in Division One, the sectional that has Verona, Oregon, and Arrowhead all in that group, the top three teams in our uh, with sports coaches poll, I think for the last few weeks, Verona, Oregon undefeated. Oregon got the one. Arrowhead got the two. And Verona, the top-ranked team in the coaches' poll, got the three seed in that group. You know, that maybe is the one that caught people's eye the most, and, and maybe we'll ask your reactions and thoughts on that one to begin things here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wasn't surprised. Um, Verona did not get the one seed given the Big 8 not being very good this year. Uh, that handcuffs Verona, so I really wasn't surprised there. And, you know, after kind of, you know, uh, thinking about, you know, who Arrow had maybe played – um, and Oregon and, you know, it really in the end, I, I don't think I'm, I was all that surprised just because I knew Verona didn't, even though they went out and played all the really good teams, non-conference that, that conference schedule, when you got 18 games, doesn't allow you much, much flexibility to, uh, you know, overcome, you know, that many, uh, conference games against not so good teams and, you know, Oregon playing in the Badger large, I think, uh, one of the best conferences in the state this year definitely helped. 
you know, you can argue that some of those teams certainly are our division one caliber that are in the, the Badger large Wanaki is in there as a division one school. And, um, but you know, Oregon didn't play other teams, non-conference to the, those higher level, uh, programs. Uh, you know, they played good smaller school teams like New Glarus, but, uh, you know, they didn't go out there and play some of those higher level teams. And, and that's where I think, you know, um, it's, it's unfortunate for Verona because they did go out there and play them and they didn't have any control over their conference games, but you know, in the end, they're going to battle it out. It, it just probably would have been a little bit uh, better to set up maybe Arrowhead in, in Oregon having to play before that sectional final. But you know, this is where we're sitting. Is this one of those where you could legitimately make a case that any of those three probably could or should be the number one seed in that group? Oh, definitely. I mean, Arrowhead, uh, their only in-state loss was to Homestead. And, you know, they they beat a lot of good teams. Obviously, obviously the Classic Gate is, is usually strong, maybe not as strong top to bottom this year. But, you know, they play good teams and they go out and play good teams, not conference. So I certainly wouldn't have been surprised if Arrowhead was the one seed. And, you know, all three were definitely deserving of getting a one seed. Well, that kind of comes back to the idea that we've talked about before. We talk about it in football, we've talked about it in basketball, and I'm sure they talk about it in other sports as well, is that sometimes the way the sectionals are drawn or the way the sectional groupings work out really is the the bigger issue compared to the seedings themselves. Because if those teams would have been split up, I mean, it would be hard to split up Verona and Oregon, their neighbors. Right. You know, if Arrowhead would have been in a different sectional, uh, maybe Verona went to a a Southeast uh, sectional somehow, you know, then one of those teams, another one would get to be a one seed potentially, and there would be less consternation. So it maybe again, where, you know, just how it kind of fell was the sectionals, you know, kind of lends itself to the controversy and why didn't we get a one and we should have, um, you know, it might be one of those situations. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain sectionals each year, like uh, this year in, in uh, sectional two for division one, it's loaded. I mean, you got a Homestead team that beat Arrowhead, and they're the five seed there. They've been ranked all season. Uh, you know, th- there's, again, a lot of good teams. Germantown's in there. De Pere's in there. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I feel like we can maybe take a step back, and I don't know if we we cannot separate those teams right away because, you know, maybe wait until January because um, then, you know, maybe we can separate the teams a little bit better, not have that grouping in sectional three with, with the top three teams. And, you know, sectional four isn't that strong this year. And, you know, it's while, yeah, some will say, well, it's nice to have another team come out of there once in a while. You know, Muskego was, uh, I think, third in the classic gate. And, you know, the rest of that sectional just just isn't that strong. So I think they would have been a great opportunity to move, whether it's Arrowhead to that that sectional. You know, you mentioned Verona, you know, you know somebody maybe uh, moving because we've seen in the past where McGuanago has moved around a little bit You're in. In, in the past and, you know, maybe got the benefit there to get to this a easier path to the state tournament. So I just think, you know, we, maybe we just don't need to group those teams together right away because I think even at the start of the year, we had a good idea that, that at least sectional two was going to be loaded. There have certainly been discussions amongst the coaches association. I don't know if there was ever an official proposal out of the coaches advisory, but that idea of waiting to, uh, draw sectional lines until a little bit later in the year. There has been hesitancy from the WIAA, at least at the, the Board of Control and Advisory Council level, uh, to that idea. Maybe that's something that they continue to talk about, but then, you know, 
can of worms. If, if it right. happens in basketball, they're going to want to do it in every sport. And, and how feasible is that? Uh, I don't know. But that certainly has been a discussion point uh, going forward. It will be a discussion point going forward, possibly. I want to get back to the Big Eight for a moment. Uh, again, Verona is undefeated there. They have dominated the competition. Middleton has been down and it is down considerably from where they have been in the past. The Sun Prairie School splitting up, I think, hurt the depth and quality of that league. Um, I believe I looked at it in outside of Verona, the other, what is it, nine schools or 10 schools in the Big Eight had a combined eight non-conference wins all year. Uh, now, yeah. again, they they don't get to play a ton because there's so many teams in that league, but that just you know kind of goes back to that idea of the the depth of the uh, Big Eight potentially hurting Verona when it came to seed time. The Big Eight was also where there was another uh, point of consternation at the other end of the spectrum, where at the bottom of of a bracket, I can't remember if it was sectional two as well, but uh, Jamesville Parker, I believe it was, was seated behind Madison West. Uh, Madison West is a team that Parker had beaten. I believe twice pretty considerably. Both teams are four and 19 right now. I mean, they were not going to get a home game. They were not going to be, you know, likely in contention to, to win a game uh, potentially, but uh, Parker did get seated below West. That was another one of the, uh, the, the, the issues that I had seen uh, with West, I think getting all four of their wins over Milwaukee public schools, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so you're right you know, on that. Yep. Yeah. So that was another one. Um, any any thoughts on that or just kind of any other kind of bottom of the bracket type situations that you notice before we maybe talk about some of the other situations that might have uh, have uh, arisen? Well, I'll, I'll uh, jump back a little bit to the Big 8, too. You talk about the Big 8 didn't have a lot of wins. Well, unfortunately, teams were not filling up their schedule either. Madison East played no non-conference games. And unfortunately, here in wow. Sun Prairie, uh, I think uh, Sun Prairie West – uh, didn't play, had three that they could have played more. I don't know. Maybe there's another game that they're going to add. And and Sun Prairie East, I think, played two fewer than they needed to play. So I think that's also part of the issue. Like, I'm just shocked that Madison East didn't play one single non-conference game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking at their 13-4 and four in the Big 8 and 13-4 and four overall. That's That's wild. Right, and that certainly doesn't help Verona at all either. I mean, obviously the league this year maybe not as strong, but you know if those teams fill up their schedule, that's going to help Verona. I mean, Absolutely. most likely at least. Yeah, I mean if they if they lose every one of those non-conference games, it doesn't help Verona much. But if they if right. they schedule some games that they can be competitive in and maybe exactly. go two and two in non-conference, that would help Verona's uh, strength of schedule and their opponents opponents winning percentage, which is part of that. Uh, that equation. All right, Norb, um, other, other seating instances that kind of stuck out or that, that you received comments on as we look over the state of Wisconsin. You know, it did seem like the rock Valley this year got a little bit, I don't know, a little inflated Uh, rock Valley. Really? I mean, they split into two, uh, two leagues this year, uh, two, uh, two divisions of it, but you know, I just don't, I just didn't see how they're getting some of those seeds. Uh, you know, I was surprised that that Edgerton got the one seed over Edgewood. While, yeah, you can say the one seed, two seed, maybe not a huge difference. But, you know, right now, Prairie du Chien's playing much better basketball than Platteville is. And, and that that's that regional final potential matchup. You know, that does matter. And then even in, in the Rock Valley, too, uh, Jefferson got uh, a seed ahead of Milton. Milton playing in the Badger Large. Uh, you know, they've been playing very good basketball lately. And again, like the records are, are fairly similar. So pretty surprised that 
in those situations that, uh, you know, if they're, they're even evenly matched as far as records go, that, that the team out of the better conference and played better competition is getting a lower seed in those situations. Also, uh, I think one of the bigger ones, too, was a defending uh, Division Four state champion, Laconia, getting the two seed behind St. Mary Catholic. Now, you know, you can step back and think about uh, those, I believe it was three out-of-state games that Laconia played, and that probably is the difference there. Um, you know, in St. Mary Catholic, you know, playing in the the softer side of the of the Big East, uh, the Big East North, um, you know, haven't played the same same caliber of teams. And their one loss was Pacelli, and that's a Division Five school. And, you know, I think that's the thing where uh, Laconia's played up. They played better teams, and that's where coaches probably would have, you know, uh, had Laconia the one over that. And, again, regional final game important here because Bonduel um, is, is most likely going to match up against Laconia in a regional final, and Bonduel's won 20 straight games. So that's a much much bigger difference than playing uh, Crandon or uh, Coleman in that regional final game. And uh, Laconia, like you said, defending state champions, 21-2 and two record as we sit right now. St. Mary Catholic, 22-1. and one. Yeah, probably in a coaches meeting, Laconia gets the one seed um, in St. Mary Catholic or maybe Bonduel, I don't know, gets the, the two seed in there. But, yeah, that's another one of those that was pretty close. Um, I'll ask you about one, <laughs> one situation. I'll get your thoughts on it. I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on mine. But Are we talking about Argyle Pe- five? Division five, Argyle Pecatonica got a one seed. Yeah. But uh, was it Albany, Albany uh, Monticello or Monticello got a one seed as well, but that wasn't fair. Explain to everybody why that was so unfair, Norb. Well, because Albany Monticello is in a, is in a sectional that isn't fully loaded. So they got to buy. Um, and, you know, their path is a lot easier, but, you know, that's just the life of the sport. Um, unfortunately, if, if you're the, the people from Argyle, uh, Pacatonica that are upset about that, but you know, that, that has nothing to do. It's not like there's, they're picking four, uh, four one seeds, like the college, you know, college will do, and then kind of moving teams around, you know, it wasn't about making the path easier, easier for Albany Monticello. It just worked out that way for them. Uh, both are one seeds just to clarify, both right. are one seeds, but, uh, Albany Mon- Monticello has a buy because their bracket did not have a full, 16 teams or eight teams or whatever it was. Somebody probably the, dropped uh, out of it. Yeah, it the, yeah, the, the um, bracket for Argyle Pecatonica was full. So they get a, what is, is it a 1-8 matchup it would be, right? Um, where, you know, they'll win by 60 and cruise well, on. Yeah, and, because Albany Monticello is, and and I guess that maybe the larger thing for, for Argyle Pecatonica people is how in the world did they end up with such an easy half-sectional? But, you know, again, that's just how it works out. Sometimes teams get moved around and, you know, the new co-ops this year did have, you know, some shuffling because Albany, Monticello and Argyle Peck, they they were uh, new co-ops this year. So, you know, that does make for some shuffling. And, you know, Argyle, uh, I mean, Albany, Monticello did go undefeated in the regular season last year and got to the state tournament. So, I mean, it's not like they they just uh, walked to the state tournament last year without uh, playing any games at all. And of course, we talked to Argyle Pecatonica head coach Jen Wellnitz a couple of weeks ago on the WSN podcast. Great insight into, you know, how they had really uh, turned things around for for both of those programs. Both had kind of struggled last year, and they came together, got some uh, some new blood in there as well, um, and having a great season 
at Argyle Pacatonica with a, a former Blackhawk standout leading the way. Yeah, they, um, they got Blackhawk uh, Blackhawk uh, DNA all over the place on that Argyle team. <laughs> yeah, Darlington too, maybe right? Uh, is well, one, of the, one of the girls from Darlington. Yeah, well, Kylie, she would have been at Blackhawk. Decided decided to go to Darlington and then came back and and now playing with Argyle Pack. Gotcha. Um, anything else that really stood out? I'm sure there's some people that have some gripes here or there, or, you know, think that their section is too easy or too hard, but in the seating itself, anything else that really stood out that you saw that we should uh, make sure that we mention? You know, I think we hit on the big ones. I think all the other ones were like, you know, ones that maybe if coaches came together, there would have been a difference, but you know, I don't think they were glaring ones like we've already talked about. Some of those where, you know, it wouldn't have been unanimous in a coach's vote. Maybe it would have gone one way or the other instead of how it played out, but it would have been, you know, a six to five vote or a five to three vote or something like that. Nothing, nothing that, uh, you know, we need to, to upend the apple cart about, uh, Norb, as, as we talked about, you'll have some more previews coming out next week on wisports.net. We'll talk, uh, for a larger, uh, podcast preview of the girls, uh, coming out as well, but what, uh, you know, give us a little bit of preview of, of what, will be coming out on wisports.net next week as you're working through your playoff previews. Yeah, obviously we'll have uh, the favorites, uh, some of those contenders in each division, uh, some of the player standouts, uh, you know, games to watch down the road. And then obviously uh, before each each round of games, I'll have uh, picks for, for each of those uh, uh, games. So that's always exciting to get, you know, some of those matchups again that, you know, on paper you might point one way, but, you know, uh, those conferences do make a difference when it comes down to uh, picking those games, some of those tougher leagues. So it's, it'll be exciting down the stretch here. And, you know, division, as far as, you know, we're, we're going to get into more next week, but division one's so wide open, you know, and, you know, I think that's one thing that's definitely going to be exciting this year for the tournament. Remember if Norb picks against your team <laughs> and you use that as motivation and you win a regional championship, you have to send Norb a shirt. That's how it works. Yeah, uh, and if you get real, if you get real mad at him, you can uh, find him on Twitter at WISBB yearbook. Make sure you get him there. Uh, you're going to throw it to Mark. I was going to get you off the hook, Norb. Oh, you, oh, I see. I see what you're doing. You're throwing it to Mark on that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why are people asking Mark about these questions? Well, <laughs> toss me your way, Mark. Well, why, why, why do people ask me about questions? I don't know well, that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, I'll, I'll put you on the spot. We didn't, really talk about this, I guess, but in this last couple days of games, are there any real big time matchups left on the schedule that might be deciding conference championships or, you know, big time uh, games that, that they waited to schedule until later in the year? Yeah, there's actually several of those uh, very good games. Uh, um, Oakfield and Lords Academy play for that, for a trailways uh, Lords Academy won that first game, but uh, you know, Oakfield certainly could win that game. Uh, that, that game is th Thursday night. That's tonight. Um, also, Beaver Dam and Oregon play for the second time this year. Beaver Dam uh, lost that first matchup against Oregon, but I could certainly see uh, Beaver Dam pulling the upset here and knocking off an undefeated Oregon squad. Beaver Dam's been playing very good basketball lately. Uh, others of note, uh, Oostburg uh, plays St. Mary's Catholic, so that's that's a maybe a measuring stick for uh, to see, you know, is that St. Mary's Catholic team as good as, you know, that number one seed. And uh, also Arrowhead's got a couple big games coming up. They got uh, Catholic Memorial for the second time 
Uh, that's obviously a big game for Catholic Memorial too. Um, you know, they don't have a chance for the, for the conference title, but you can still have a, you know, good momentum going into the postseason as you know, they're in a very strong sectional that's got uh, Oostberg and Cutham Ryan Lutheran in it. So you got to get your, your game going and get, get that good basketball going at the right time. Also Arrowhead plays Pewaukee on Saturday. That'll be an exciting non-conference game. Just another, you know, late season non-conference game, a little bit of a tune up for those two teams that are looking to make deep runs. Obviously Pewaukee, uh, you know, got to the state championship game the last two years, looking to knock off Notre Dame. So, you know, that's one of those games that that'll get you ready for that uh, tournament run. Remind me, how does the Big East do their their crossovers? Is this was this a pre-planned game that just happened to come about or do they play like one versus one at the end of the season? How do they how do they do that? You know, I think they changed how they did it, but I believe they do play one out of one at the end of the or at least they match up at the end of the year. Uh, I know they've changed it though in the past. So I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. The big East was, I think the, for, for a long time, the only conference that would do an in-season tournament, right. Uh, in-season conference tournament. But uh, I think they've gone away from that. Um, yeah. Do, do you know that doesn't count for conference record for either of those I don't teams? Believe does it? So. I, it used to, but I don't think they count those anymore. Gotcha. All right. Well, good stuff from Norb as always. Uh, it was great having him on the uh, the playoff reveal show over the weekend. Uh, looking forward to that continuing to grow. Speaking of, uh, up next, we're going to talk to Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer at Wisports.net, and he is going to be involved in the boys basketball reveal show coming up this weekend. Norb, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate all the insight into, uh, into girls hoops. Uh, and again, we'll get a full preview with Norb next week on the WSN podcast. Norb, thanks again. Yeah, of course. Uh, always look forward to talking about girls basketball. We'll be uh, at it again next week. All right. Thanks to Norb once again. And before we get to Mark, let's remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. All right, so we've talked girls basketball with Norbert Durst. Now let's talk boys basketball. And for that, we bring on our Hall of Famer, Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer at Wisports.net. Mark, appreciate you joining us today on the podcast. Absolutely. No problem. Well, in a minute, we're going to talk about some of the games left on the schedule. We got about a week, uh, week and a half left on the boys basketball schedule. But first, I want to uh, chat a little bit about the playoff reveal show that will happen on Sunday. Similar to the girls, it'll be on Sunday at 11 a.m. Broadcast on the statewide television network. Please check your local listings for the station in your area that may carry it. It may be on one of their alternate channels. For instance, I know in Madison, it's on the WKOW alternate channel, uh, Catchy Comedy. I think it's 27.2 if you have uh, a tuner of some kind. Um, Or you can stream those online. I know you can stream it on the WKOW website. Uh, there's a page set up there for it. So if you want to watch it, you can, you might just have to watch it online if you can't find it on, uh, on a TV station, but Mark, uh, your thoughts on, on this, the first year for the boys, uh, we've done it a couple years for, uh, football, did it just for uh, girls basketball, your thoughts, uh, going into it and being involved in it on the boys side this year. Well, it's an exciting time because everybody wants to know where they're going and who they're going to play and how the seats come out. So, um, you know, it's, we only have uh, one week after this week before uh, before the tournament starts. So uh, it's right around the corner, and I think coaches are anxious to see who they're going to play and 
you know, who they have to do scouts for and where they're going to play. So um, it'll be exciting to see how it all shakes out. And, uh, you know, we're only a few days away from it. So uh, it'd be nice to, to finally get those brackets and, and try to figure out uh, the path to, to the Cole Center for teams. You're an old pro at this. You've been on TV umpteen times. I know you've been on with Dennis Krause and lots of lots of folks before. So there shouldn't be any nerves there, you know, going uh, for you being on the statewide network. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when you live and breathe this stuff as much as we do, you know, it's, you just kind of know, you know, what, what's going on, and and so you're confident in the subject matter for the for the most part. Um, you know, you don't want to make a fool of yourself, of course. Uh, so you got to prepare. But uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think it'll be nice to to be on there, and you know, hopefully to represent WSN well, and and uh, maybe pro- even provide a little insight into how the pairings come out. I just saw the release. Just came across this morning. You are recognized as Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Famer, Mark Miller, as an analyst. So that's that's a that's a good intro for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, longevity has its rewards, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to be inducted back in 2014 and, um, you know, still think very, very fondly of that, of course, and, uh, and the WBC in general and all the work they do for, for basketball, not only at the high school level, but also at the middle school and grade school level in our state. Mark, I'm going to ask you to help our listeners out just a little bit. If you could turn down your um your speaker just a little bit there's a little bit of feedback coming through when i'm talking uh we'll try to spare their ears a little bit if we can here okay all right well let's dive into it mark Uh, again mark will be part of the playoff reveal show on sunday 11 a.m talking about the brackets as they come out and giving some insight and analysis uh mark will have all kinds of information coming out after that reaction to those uh those brackets and everything else going on. We still got a little bit of echo, Mark, if we can help with that a little bit. How's that? Is that any better? Well, we'll see when I start talking. That's where the issue is. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into it, Mark, because there are some games left on the schedule this year. Uh, An important week to week and a half stretch here. What are some games coming down the stretch that are noteworthy that might you know, maybe games this weekend that will have an impact on seeding, games that might have an impact on conference championships. Are there any late-season non-conference noteworthy games? Take us through this last week, week and a half of what we can look forward to around the state. Well, there are some some conference uh, championships yet to be decided and some big games yet to be played. Um, one that comes to mind immediately is the rematch between Auburndale and Marathon uh, in the Merrillwood South. Uh, Auburndale just has... Uh, two losses on the year, one to Marathon and one to Columbus Catholic, uh, which is not in the Merrillwood, so it was a non-league loss. And then, of course, Marathon just has one loss, and that was a non-league loss to Mosney. So uh, Auburndale will be looking to, you know, potentially get a share of the conference title when they have their rematch. Uh, two of the better uh, D5 teams uh, in the state for sure. Uh, the Middle Border Conference is another one that's still up for grabs. Prescott currently is in first place one game ahead of Osceola. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Um, and then, uh, you know, throughout the state, there in various conferences, some teams have clinched, of course, the 
um, you know, like Wanakee, for example, and the Badger Large, they've clinched. Uh, there's quite a few actually that have clinched. Just go to our standings page on Wisports and you can see all the teams that have clinched. Uh, the North Shore, you know, Nicolay and Homestead both have one loss yet, and uh, they have a, a game remaining against each other. So that'll be a huge game to determine the championship uh, in the North Shore Conference. So, uh, yeah, there's still uh, some to be decided uh, within conference play. And then you mentioned some big non-conference games. Uh, there, there are some games uh, this weekend. Uh, the Big 8 and Greater Metro kind of have a little bit of a challenge against each other uh some of the games are at brook central and some are at uh, brookfield east um and one game in particular that that kind of looks like it would be a really good one is sun prairie west against marquette uh you're looking at uh the likely champions there of the of the big eight conference in sun prairie west and then uh, marquette's already clinched the greater metro so uh that should be a really good interesting non-conference game uh you know as we wind up the regular season and then of course next week we have all the, the Cloverbelt crossover games and then the, the Cloverbelt championship uh, next Saturday. Um, looks like it'll probably be uh, Bloomer against Columbus Catholic for that first place uh, uh, game. And, and that, that, that should be a good game as well. Mark, how remind me, how do the, the crossovers work in the Cloverbelt? Are they, um, I, I'm guessing they're, you know, one versus one on each side. Uh, and do you know where are they, the conference games or are they just an additional non-conference game they play? It's not counted in the conference standing. So the, the Clover belt will, will end, uh, I think this weekend, um, every team will have played 14 games. Um, and then what they do is, yeah, they just match them up first place from the East place first, first place from the West. And they do that all the way out through, um, eighth place. And they play, uh, I think it's third through eighth on Thursday night. And then at, at, at uh, different gyms, you know, the, uh, the host school, I'm not sure if the East or West is hosting this year. Uh, and then on um, Saturday, they play the first first place teams and the second place teams play. Um, I believe it's at Osseo Fairchild, uh, which has got a nice big gym. Um, and then they, they uh, announce the all-conference team after the first place game. And so it's a... It's a nice way to, um, you know, to end the season for teams in the Clover Belt East and the Clover Belt West. All right. Anything else that we should be keeping an eye on over the next uh, week and a half or so? Other games, other, you know, races, maybe individual award races. Anything else that, that uh, you know, is noteworthy coming down the stretch here? Well, it's always exciting to see if any teams will finish the regular season undefeated. And right now, out of... Uh, almost 500 high schools in the state. We only have three that still are undefeated. Wisconsin Lutheran, Keel, uh, and Kohler. And um, Kohler's got, a, uh, speaking of big games, they have a big game coming up against Sheboygan Lutheran. Um, they beat Sheboygan Lutheran the first time, uh, but she, the, I think it's Friday's game will be in Sheboygan. And uh, that uh, Lutheran could gain a share of the conference title with a win. So it'll be interesting to see if Keel and, and uh, Kohler and Wisconsin Lutheran can go undefeated. Um, Wisco uh, will have a, a Woodland playoff game similar to Clover Belt next week uh, where they'll play Whitnell. Um, so Whitnell's the champion of the Woodland East, and of course, Wisco won the Woodland West. So it'll be interesting to see if, if any of those three teams or all of them can finish the regular season 24-0. All right. We also have, of course, some individual um, accolades still up in the air. There's a lot of conferences where there's some games that will be pivotal 
for conference player of the year. We've got Mr. Basketball coming down the stretch where Con Knipple is the presumed favorite, has taken some big jumps forward, obviously, with especially with a couple wins over Pewaukee, but Nick Janowski still in the mix. And, you know, there's some playoff games still where guys can make uh, a little bit of a case also. Um, interesting to see if we get that third wisco Pewaukee matchup as we've seen the last few years. They're in different sectionals, so it would be a little bit farther down the line, but certainly an exciting time, Mark, um, and appreciate you joining us. Give us a, a little preview of what you'll have on wisports.net, not only over the next week, but also once those playoff brackets come out and we start getting into preparations for the postseason. Yeah, well, this week I, I put up uh, projected seedings in each of the five divisions. Uh, I got Division Four up today. I had the one, two, and three up earlier in the week, and I'll get five up today. Uh, next week, uh, we'll probably looking at the sectionals themselves and, and trying to figure out, you know, the favorites and potential matchups. Um, you know, talk about some individual players that could could be standing out um, because uh, the following week, then you know, less than two weeks away, we start with the regional quarterfinal games on that Tuesday. Uh, I think it's the 27th of February. So, uh, you know, we'll have plenty of um, all conference teams as they come out. Those will be published. Um, so it, it's a busy time. Try to get out to a few games and do some game reports. Um, but uh, the sectional preview will be will be in depth uh, and, and take some time. Um, it always does. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're covering all your bases. So you really got to do a lot of research to make sure you're not leaving anyone out. Or maybe there's a sleeper team out there too. Uh, we always talk about the drop-down effect of it for a team like uh, Thorpe from the Cloverbelt West or Southwestern from the Swall or Kenosha St. Joe's from Metro Classic. You know, those teams that play up during the regular season, play up a division, or uh, even sometimes play up two divisions. Um, and then, of course, when the playoffs come, Aquinas is another one, um, the playoffs come, they're, they're in a lower bracket where that tough competition that they play during the regular season really benefits them once the uh, once they drop down to the, to their division um, for the playoffs. All right, great stuff, Mark. We're looking forward to watching you on the WIAA Boys Basketball Playoff Reveal Show Sunday at 11 a.m. on the statewide network. A little bit of uh, breaking news as we record this podcast here this morning on Thursday. The WI just announced that they will also do a bracket reveal show for the individual wrestling state tournament. That will be Sunday at noon on WIAA.TV, so that will be streaming only. But that brings up to four sports that we will have now uh, bracket reveal shows in addition to football, boys and girls basketball, and the individual wrestling state tournament, which does include boys and girls, by the way. Our good friend, uh, old friend Joe Miller, will be the host for that one. Um, so if you are a wrestling fan, for some reason listening to our basketball podcast, you can check out that bracket reveal show on WIAA.TV on Sunday at noon. Again, Mark will be on the boys basketball playoff bracket show Sunday at 11. Mark, thanks for joining us as always. You bet. Thank you, Travis. Appreciate it. All right. There you go. Great, great stuff from both Mark and Norbert. Appreciate those guys coming on and lending their expertise. We're not going to keep you any longer, though. Uh, before we do, though, let's remind everybody to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Again, we're not going to keep you any longer. We'll let you get out to some games tonight, this weekend, some big-time matchups around the state of Wisconsin in boys and girls hoops, and lots of preparations to be made for next week with the girls' playoffs beginning the following week 
with boys. Uh, again, the boys sele uh, selection show or uh, playoff reveal show, I should say, on Sunday, 11 a.m. on the statewide network. You can find those statewide network of stations on wisports.net, the listing. You can also watch that online at WKOW.com. That will do it for today, though. This has been a wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.